After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about television commercials. We talk about good ones. We talk about bad ones. And we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Can you imagine sneezing in one of these? I almost did. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. We're your hosts. Hey, Aviv's. Hi, Andrew. Coming up today on the show, Space Cells. 2019, this year, marks the 50th anniversary of the first moon landing. And uh, if we've learned one thing from space exploration, it's that nothing sells product like connecting it to a moon mission. At least that's what a friend of ours told us. And it turns out she's right. We're going to look at how advertisers have been using data. Not data. They've been using the idea of space travel to hawk their goods for half a century. Plus, uh, in the Ad Council today, a member of the Ad Council sent us a note. Apparently, she spotted the Dilly Dilly King showing up in an interesting place. Did you read this email? No, I did not. I didn't do any prep, so I'm excited to strap tell you, in, everyone. I'm excited to tell you and the audience where the Dilly Dilly King is popping Mr. up. Mr. Everyman himself. Exactly. Uh, so we'll do that, but we have so many commercials to get to that are related to space travel, so let's get to it now. I hope we can call this show Ad Space. Well, I'd like to visit the moon On a rocket ship high in the air Yes, I'd like to visit the moon But I don't think I'd like to live there Do you know this song? No, I mean, obviously it's Kermit, but I... No, it's Ernie. Oh, well, it's obviously Jim Henson, I should have said. People I love, so although I might like it for one afternoon I don't want to live on the moon. I can't believe we're doing this so and not uh, blow up the moon. I almost did blow up the moon from uh, Mr. Show. I also did uh, a song called There's a Moon in the Sky. It's called The Moon by the B-52s, which is one of my favorite <laughs> song titles slash chorus lines ever. There's a moon in the sky. It's called The Moon. <laughs> Terrible French Snyder imitation. Uh, but yeah, no, there are so many good space songs. But I don't know. I wanted something uh, that tickled a, more of a nostalgic sort of fancy. No farming. way. I don't believe yeah. that. <laughs> so I found that uh, uh, from our friend Ernie on Sesame Street. I mentioned before that today's topic came to us from a friend, Sarah, who basically put the show together yes. for us. She Thank sent you, Sarah. Us all of these links. Absolutely. Um, she sent us a note. She said, okay, Genevieve and Andrew. Nerd alert. <laughs> I just finished reading the book Marketing the Moon, the selling of the Apollo Lunar Program, which she thinks we'd both enjoy. And uh, since July 2019, now we're I guess we're doing this seven, seven months early, but when you have a show that's ready to go, why save it for July? No. I had no better ideas for tonight. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. We can run. This is a rerun <laughs> in July. Um, so July 2019 is the 50th anniversary of the first moon landing. That's Apollo 11. Uh, and Sarah says, I thought this topic might make for an interesting episode of After These Messages. Uh, she also sent us a bunch of classic and uh, modern moon-related ads. And she mentions that uh, NASA really knew how to market them 
themselves during the space race. Uh, for example, NASA would arrange part of the astronauts' missions to coincide with primetime TV. Wow. How smart is that? Pretty smart. They knew what they were doing. This really makes you nostalgic for... I know what, that... What a bunch of rocket scientists. Yeah. I, <laughs> you get one of those. <laughs> oh, no. I'm taking, I'm taking a mulligan on that one. I'm, getting ta- I'm doing all the lame jokes today. Um, watching a lot, you know, kind of crawling back into this era of the space race in the, in the 1960s, it's easy for me, a man who wasn't even alive at that time, to feel very nostalgic for it and think that the country was such a better place. Now, obviously, they did not have... Corrupt imbecile as uh, the president, that would be a few years later when Nixon comes along. (laughs) (laughs) He was merely corrupt. Yeah, he He was was not not an an imbecile. imbecile. Um, But uh, of course, I mean, we're also talking about this is the Cold War. The Cold War and the the space race are intertwined. But, and I know there was a scary time in a lot of ways for the country, but there is something that just seems like literally shooting for the moon, you know, and, and with, uh, everybody's eyes pointed uh, to the stars. I don't know. I know I just sound like a cliche machine here, but it, it was it was an interesting little trip I took this afternoon. It was actually the space exploration that allowed um, American scientists to invent the cliche machine. <laughs> you know what? I prepped this entire show. I can do this alone. <laughs> I don't need you, as Steve Martin once said. Um, so the first thing that I want to play for you is this uh, classic Coca-Cola commercial. Now, I was doing a little bit of uh, digging on this one. This was probably something that ran in a theater, in a movie theater, according to a bunch of commenters online, because it's 20 seconds long, and people didn't remember it running specifically on television. Um, it was posted to YouTube by... <laughs> by. It's clearly somebody who's like a Coca-Cola enthusiast, but their handle is Coke Conversations. <laughs> right, like who are the two celebrities who probably have the most Coke conversations, right? Right. Uh, um, well, I mean, Jack Nicholson's obviously yeah, one of them. Yeah, he's certainly one of them. Why am I blanking on, on the main guy, though? His son uh, was in uh, Starship Troopers, our favorite crazy celebrity. Oh, Gary Busey? Gary Busey, yeah. I could see him having a Coke conversation. Yeah. Anyway, uh, posted to YouTube by Coke Conversations. Here's the description on the YouTube video. Before the Apollo 8 lunar flight, almost everyone wondered what the other side of the moon looked like. The secret was disclosed in this 1969 commercial, which saluted the successful Apollo 8 moon mission, and that was in 1968. So take a look at this. It's a uh, it's an old black and white cartoon, very short, and it shows the the uh, the lunar. I guess it's not a lunar lander. It was like the what do you call? It? Is I think it, it's a lunar lander. Even if it didn't land. Oh. Um, just like the one Apollo that, eight didn't land on the moon, it right? Just it, like it orbited, orbited it. it. I don't so. know. Then, uh, hmm. Anyway, uh, let's take a listen. This is going to be like our military show where we didn't know any <laughs> of the words. What did I, I? Oh man, I said a classic. Did I call him a, a, a marine man or? I think we call them like sailor men. No, like like boat boat people at one point, <laughs> which has a different meaning yeah, in our culture. Absolutely. So it's a quick little uh, black and white cartoon here. the rocket taking off. Your Coca-Cola bottling company congratulates the lunar astronauts. There is, however, just one little thing you should know about. When the shuttle goes around the... It's not a shuttle, but I'm going to go with that. Goes around the moon, you see the other side of the moon uh, has a big Enjoy Coca-Cola logo on it. 
So that's it. Just a little button there. That's cute. To play before a movie. Now, this next one. Oh, my God. It took us hardly any time at all to get into some racism because this is for Fritos corn chips. Do you know that they had a spokes cartoon called the Frito Bandito? Sure. You knew about this? Yeah. I mean, it's very famous. They retired it before we were born. Yeah, but I mean, it's one of those. It was it was kind of iconic for years. I had no idea. It was voiced by uh, Mel Blanc, who mm. basically who all also the, did all of the Looney Tunes, and and of course Speedy Gonzalez, as Wikipedia points out, is basically the same voice. Um, so in this one, you see actual footage of, I believe this is actual like stock footage from NASA of uh, probably the first moon landing. It's very grainy. You can see the men on the moon, the astronauts. But then they run into Frito Bandito, who apparently is also on the moon uh, without a helmet. By the way, the fact that he isn't wearing a helmet has nothing to do with the commercial. I just wanted to point out that Frito Bandito can apparently uh, survive in space. In a vacuum? Yeah. Hold it, Colonel. There's something moving out there. Welcome to the moon, senor. Frito Bandito. Oh, I'm full of shit. This is not real footage. This is clearly just... It's just... Actors yeah, this on, a is on a sound stage, <laughs> not gonna... unlike the real. Quote so it is from the real moon, moon landing. Exactly. This is just outtakes from the from the quote unquote moon landing. It's so grainy that for some reason I thought they were just doing an overdub of voices, but no, there's different angles and stuff here. So sorry, I am an idiot. But anyway, the, so the two astronauts notice a that there's somebody on the moon with them. Welcome to the moon, senor. Frito Bandito, what are you doing here? Oh, I am the moon parking lot attendant. Uh, now, if you will kindly deposit one bag of crunchy Fritos corn chips for the first hour. Always buy two and hide one bag for you. Remember, anyone can be a Frito Bandito. Anyone. At the end, we see a, a little kid, a little white kid, uh, eating a Frito. And then when he crunches it, a uh, Mexican-style mustache appears on the little boy. So yeah. that holds up. Not great. It's kind of funny to me how shoehorned that uh, concept feels. Like, yeah, yeah. He's the parking lot attendant on the moon. Why parking lot? Yeah, like... Oh, I guess because they landed their spacecraft there. Yeah. I guess so, but it feels like... It's like, hey, we've got some Fritos to sell, and what's big in the news right now? Yeah, yeah. And then it's, it says, always remember to bring an extra bag. It's like, oh, so you can give one to the Bandito? Yeah. I had not heard of the Frito Bandito, which maybe takes away all my bona fides to uh, host the show, but I looked it up on Wikipedia. Um, it was active. Uh, the character was from 67 to 71. Uh, the Frito Bandito b- uh, spoke broken English and robbed people of their Fritos corn chips, a reference to the Mexican bandit stereotype in West movies this floors me pressure from the national mexican-american anti-defamation committee and others prompted you would think them to retire the character no prompted an update to the character his gold tooth and stubble were eliminated and his hair was combed boy no progress is measured in gold (laughs) in single gold teeth and uh hair combing the character was retired in 1971 he's replaced by the Muncha Bunch, a group of cowboys, and W.C. Fritos, a character modeled after the comedian W.C. Fields. Did you, you're nodding. Did you know about W.C. Fritos? No, I didn't know about that. Um, and I, don't, I wonder how long that... that I, I was nodding because like, oh, of course, it would be W.C. Fields. But right. I didn't know that this was a Fritos mascot. Well, I looked up an ad. Uh, this has nothing to do with space, but I had to see what W.C. Fritos was like. This is from the 70s. And this is like, you know... 
way proto Roger Rabbit here. He is a cartoon, but he interacts uh, with live action people. Ah, W.C. Fritos here. I recall crossing the Great Plains in a wagon, a station wagon, that is. We were besieged by a band of restless desperados. Now we see that he is jammed in this car with a bunch of hungry kids, is what he's saying. I suggested we surrender the gold, the munchie nugget, Fritos brand corn chips. Fill their mouths with peaceful joy. If you gotta travel, if you gotta take Fritos corn chips. So who's doing that W.C. Fields impression, I wonder? That I don't know. I gotta say, though, my takeaway from both those commercials is the Fritos bag used to be really cool. I am su- and iconic. I'm surprised that they haven't brought yeah, that back should, for they a should special do a, run. a classic bag. Yeah, they really should. I don't know why more. Um, there's so much nostalgia for that kind of branding right now. I'm really surprised that they haven't uh, brought that back. Um, all right, let's let's get out of that realm and get into Tang. Of course, you say the word Tang, you automatically think of the moon missions, right? Or the space missions and uh, here's an ad supposedly from 1969 oh yeah it's even time stamped in the actual video here march 4th 1969 on abc television this was airing man does not easily change environments so in going to the moon apollo astronauts take part of the earth with them oxygen to breathe food and drink for nourishment like the energy breakfast drink of earth Tang, with more vitamin C than orange juice. Tang, proud of its role in this new environment, but also proud of its bigger role in the Earth's environment. So, I mean, that's perfect. Earth's energy drink. Yes. I love it. Breakfast energy drink. Yes. Um, So that's a very serious, like, you know, setting the groundwork for us to think of Tang Every time we think of space, for us to think of Tang, or every time we think of Tang, to think of space. I yeah. guess maybe the latter. Um, now, here's a goofier one that I believe came out a few years later. It's a cartoon, and it shows two aliens on the moon. Well, we're all in of orange-flavored Tang. Golly, the grape-flavored gone, too. Listen, why don't I go to the Earth and get some more? So the one alien, and by the way, they don't have arms, um... Uh, starts picking up rocks with his feet and puts it in a bag. The idea here is that they're going to go to Earth, which we can see way in the in the distance, and uh, trade these moon rocks for Tang and bring them back to the moon. Why don't I go to the Earth and get some more? Yeah. I could trade them some rocks. Rocks? For an instant breakfast drink with more vitamin C than orange juice? Sure. <laughs> I'll be right back. What is vitamin C anyway? Well, I'm back. He got both orange and grape-flavored tang. For a bag of rock. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if there's intelligent life on that planet. Kind of cute. Cute, yeah. Um, Let's see here. What else do we have? We- oh, Cheerios and V8. Together at last. Together at last. I want to do a whole show on crossover commercials where they're kind of average. You know, it might be like, when you go see Jurassic World, make sure that you're eating Fritos. Right. Hmm, I could have come up with something better there. Uh, But I always think it's really clever when companies kind of, I think Geico did that, right? Geico had the storybook ones where they would do product placement for another yeah, I think Geico product. does have some that that cross uh, cross promote things, and yeah, and like off, often an entertainment, uh, you know, it's frequent with a movie that they'll have a cross promotion. Well, here's a nice classic 1960s era a Cheerios commercial uh, featuring V8, and there's a toy in this one that I kind of want. Off into space, man, that takes real teamwork. 
and here's a team of junior spacemen with an out-of-this-world breakfast. So two little kids come running into the kitchen. Classic cereal scene. They're wearing their toy space helmets. They rip them off, and one of them starts going right for the Cheerios, and the other one starts pouring himself a big glass of V8. That teams up V8 juice and Cheerios for flavor and energy. What a treat. A flavorful glassful of refreshing V8 juice. V8 juice is many things. It is not refreshing. Refreshing is not yeah, one and of I, them. And I don't dislike V8. You know, like I, it's um, once, you know, I think it is a healthy drink for you. And sometimes something that has that kind of like tomatoey flavor tastes mm-hmm. good. But, but this hearty, commercial is disgusting because it, combining these two concepts in my head is giving me like a weird feeling of dislocation mm-hmm. because I know they're not suggesting that you pour the V8 on the Cheerios, but I don't even want to taste those two flavors in my mouth together. Mm-hmm. And the one kid's instead of cutting up a banana and putting it on a cereal, he's cutting up a pickle and putting it on a cereal. <laughs> no. uh. And Cheerios with power protein plus vitamin B1 for go power. And now here's a special out of this world free offer. This moon rocket kit, both a toy and an exciting game. For- so let me explain how this works. So the two kids are playing on the ground and they have a moon rocket kit. And with a suction cup or something, they take one end of a string and they stick it to the kitchen cupboard and then the other is angled down on the ground and they're going to shoot this little plastic toy up the string and about halfway up the thing is going to break off just like the rocket does Mm -hmm. uh from the thruster is that the right term and uh and they have a little map of the moon below the string and when the thing breaks open the little toys inside are going to fall onto the moon like you're almost like parachuting I, I don't know if it's equipment or astronauts. I think they were like little guys. Room. Are they little guys? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. First, blast off. It separates in midair and lands two spacemen on yeah. a moon map. You get this wonderful game only through this free offer. Send your name and address and one V8 label plus one box top from these specially marked packages of Cheerios, Kicks, or Frostios to Moon Rocket Kit, kicks. Mount Vernon 10, New York. Get Campbell's V8 cocktail vegetable juice with any one of these Big vegetable. G cereals. Have you looked on eBay to see if that game is available? Oh, no, I haven't. You I wonder. Um, that, t- obviously, this predates me by like 20 years, but the toy doesn't look good. The toy looks like a piece of garbage, but it makes me nostalgic for the time when little pieces of garbage like that <laughs> were very entertaining and that you would just get down on the ground. You're just, kids are just always on the ground. Yeah. I know that sounds obvious, but there was something Did about they not it like... Send a, do you not, do you never send away? I mean, I guess I've, I can't think of the last time that I saw someone say, send in a proof of purchase from right. a box of cereal to win something. But I also don't watch whatever TV they show when they advertise breakfast cereal. I promise cereal. you nobody is sending in. If I mean, anything, it's, it's, download the app and take a picture app, of the QR But I want a code. thing. I want a thing. I don't want an app. No, but I'm saying like maybe you download the app, you take a picture of the QR code, then they send you a thing. I don't think that anyone's send any, sending anyone any things anymore. I um, did not get a lot of toys or what have you via mail, but we did have... A special Cheerios bowl. I don't remember if we had one for me and one for my sister. I think it was just one for me. Do you remember the Cheerios campaign? You made Cheerios number one. You did it. You made Cheerios number one. I think so, yeah. Um, 
So I had a plastic yellow bowl that said you made Cheerios number one, but then on the spoon it said you did it, Andy. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. I did it. We make Cheerios low in sugar. Kids make Cheerios number one. We all did. Toasty oat goodness is what we got. One gram of sugar, not a lot. Low in sugar, but loaded with good taste. It's crunchy and tasty. I grew up with Cheerios as part of my good breakfast, too. We make Cheerios low in sugar. Kids make Cheerios number one. You know, I made Cheerios number one. Good specifically. job. Thank you. Cheerios has come a long way in terms of diversity. That was a camp, a summer camp full of girls, all of whom were white. Um, and now Cheerios has the multiracial family that made everyone mad. Um, in their defense, that was shot at Camp Whitey. Like, I mean, that's just... <laughs> Oh, I remember my days at Camp Whitey. <laughs> I'm going to play for you possibly the shortest commercial that has ever aired on After These Messages. It's nine seconds long, and it's from Volkswagen. And it is a shot of the moon lander. Now I'm saying it right, right? Because it's actually on the moon. And it's that weird, you know, it's the Apollo uh, thing. <laughs> The Apollo vehicle, the Apollo, whatever. Sure. And uh, and you just see a shot of it, and then this voiceover. It's ugly, but it gets you there. And then you just see the Volkswagen symbol at the end. And that ties perfectly into this offbeat campaign that was groundbreaking in the 60s. When lemon. He, yes, Lemon and uh, Think Small right. was the first one. And again, I mean, I know it's just obvious now and it's been told a million times, but you have a car company that was commissioned by Hitler and <laughs> built in Nazi factories yeah. in the 1940s. And then 20 years later, they have to say, how can we break into the American car market when people aren't buying foreign cars? Yeah. And the idea of the American dream is to have a big old Studebaker and, the, and own the highway. Mm -hmm. And they're like, we're going to sell a Nazi tiny car. And how are we going to do it with self-deprecation? Yeah. Tiny Nazi cars. <laughs> and now ugly. we own one. It's ugly, but it'll get you there. Yeah. I find that fascinating. I don't know when that a nine-second commercial would have aired, but that that's really cool. Um, hey, let's just uh, play this one. There's not tons to say about this, but this is from the clip we played at the beginning of the show. That made me laugh and laugh. Yeah, this is uh, astronaut Wally Shira, who was one Can of I tell the you that earliest astronauts. I hear someone titled as astronaut oh, yeah. my brain fills in mike dexter thanks yes. to tina fey oh man i wish i had a mike dexter commercial can you imagine sneezing in one of these he's helping a uh, fellow astronaut put on a uh, a space helmet can you imagine sneezing in one of these i almost did i'm wally shira when i suffered cold symptoms on my space mission i took actifed an actifed containing triprolidine gave me fast effective relief He's kind of walking around a space museum. It's weird because there was a real... He wasn't putting the space helmet on a mannequin. It was a real guy who kind of smiles at the camera. But now he's walking around. He's like in a space museum looking at his old equipment where he had his Actifed bottle. And now you can see the moon rover, lunar rover. I bet cold medicine back then was crazy. I bet it was just like straight meth. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Can you imagine getting high on the moon? I did. fast, effective relief. It's the nasal decongestant antihistamine tablet most prescribed by doctors over the last 10 years for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, and sneezing. Today, full-strength Actifed is available without a prescription. 
Actifed, most prescribed by doctors, now available without a prescription. I'm sorry I called him Shira. Clearly it's Shira. Clearly. Say his last name. He identifies himself. I like that one. Of all of them, that's the first one where I'm like, yeah, I might try that cold medicine. <laughs> really? I almost skipped that one. There wasn't a lot going for it. No, I like it. I, the other ones feel, I mean, that one feels, of course, very dated and it's uh, just the the way everything looks and the production values and stuff. But like, it's a great pitch. Like, yeah. The thought of being sick. I mean, that guy who uh, who didn't get to go on the Apollo 13 mission was going to get a cold up there or something and they couldn't let him go. Like, it's really dangerous to be sick at all in space. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones from back in the day. That last one I played was from like 1983. So that's clearly after the space race era. But now I'm going to get into some uh, more uh, modern ones. This was one from Audi from 20, I want to say 17. And... It was supposed to mark the 45th anniversary of the final Apollo missions. And I'm kind of getting this from the Audi uh, press release about this commercial. It gives viewers a peek at the Audi Moon Rover mission, which was scheduled or is scheduled for 2019. I didn't know about that, but clearly they have some sort of... Audi is sending a rover to the moon this year? Well... This press release was written in 2017 when the commercial came out, but apparently that was the plan. But why does that surprise you? What we're going to see here is in these modern commercials, it's not about NASA anymore. It's all about... I know it's all about private space and space exploration, but I thought that if somebody was going to walk... Because it's been over 50 years since anyone walked on the moon now. A human, uh, yeah. A human. And I thought if if someone was going to walk on it this year, we would know... Although no, I, yeah, I think this is just an automated rover. Oh, okay, that's then that doesn't surprise me that much because um, like China put something on the yeah. uh, far side of the moon and that didn't have any people in it either. Did Although at first I thought someone? that it did because I read the headline too quickly and I was oh. like, someone's on the moon again. Wow, I know. Have it, when was the last time somebody actually walked on the moon? Like I think it has been at, uh, either almost or over fifty years, but it's been around fifty okay. years. Anyway, so this commercial I'm about to play for you is set in the year 2030. It takes place in the future. Two astronauts are exploring the lunar surface, and they come across various tracks from previous missions. You got a footprint left by Neil Armstrong. 72 Uh, was the last time somebody uh, walked on the moon. Uh, you, you're going to see a, a footprint uh, by Neil Armstrong from 1969, and you're going to hear these, uh, you know, future astronauts commenting on that you're going to see tracks from the uh, lunar rover that landed in 72 that was apollo 17 and then you're going to see tire track impressions made by the you know upcoming audi lunar quattro from the year 2019 again this is supposed to take place in uh 2030 let's take a listen to this mission control command inviting for expedition over Mission goal. All data looks beautiful. Channel's clear. Over. Armstrong. 1969. Apollo 17. 1972. Mission control discovery mode. Now they see the tracks that are left by the 2019 mission. Audi. Quattro. Then the screen says, 45 years after the last step on the moon, we are ready to take the next one. And we see their little uh, rover that they're going to send up there. 
Join us on the first private moon mission with the Audi Lunar Quattro. It is pretty exciting. It is. Like, it would be very cool to live in a time, because you and I have never lived in a time when people were walking on the moon. Yeah, that's why, like, you I know? thought when I'll Elon, set my DVR for that. I sure. thought when Elon Musk sent his car up there, I'm like, that's stupid. And then I just stared at and it. And then I on, stared I, at I it. always had a tab open. I yeah. was like, this is blowing my goddamn mind. It's incredible. But yeah, this is a huge, like, you know, we the last ad that we had from the NASA years was 1983, and that was a retired astronaut. Now we jumped to 2017, and now almost everything is going to have to do with private missions, including this next bullshit one, which I can't wait to tell you the backstory on. But let's start <laughs> with the sexist commercial. This is from uh, Axe Body Spray. Okay. Axe has recently, in the past couple of years, decided they're going to leave behind the kind of uber-masculine, yeah, girl-chasing image. Yeah, we've talked about it on this show. They've done some really interesting things where they like uh, are redefining um, masculinity or manhood um, in really broad and inclusive ways and like exciting visually uh exciting visual stuff that I think has been such a nice uh change for them um if they would only put that kind of R&D into their product. <laughs> um well this is before they got woke and so you see um I believe there is a woman uh, swimming a young surprisingly attractive woman in a bikini swimming in the ocean and I believe she starts to get harassed by a shark. So then a buff guy goes running. Not all sharks, Andrew. Not all sharks. A buff guy goes running out into the ocean to save her, and he basically kicks the hell out of the shark. He's punching it. He's just beating up the shark. He carries her out of the water, fireman style. Wait, no, fireman style's over the shoulder, right? Yeah, I think this is... um Baby style. Sexily. <laughs> Honeymoon style. Okay. Then she goes to kiss him, but then suddenly she looks over his shoulder and something else is catching her attention on the beach. Yeah, it's just some dude dressed up fully as an astronaut. Full on, yeah, like EVA suit. In the blazing sunshine. And he's taking off his helmet and it says, Nothing beats an astronaut. She goes New running Max to him. Join and he's like a he's a sort of a dork dorkus in the in the he's the the dude in the spacesuit is not classically handsome like the lifeguard is. Exactly. Now you missed though a very important part of this commercial. Take a listen to what the voiceover says. New Axe Apollo. Join now at axeapollo.com for your chance to go to space. For your what? chance to go to space. Do you remember this at all? Because I didn't. No. What's happening? I was like, what the hell? And so I Axe look at somebody to space. Axe wanted to send 22 people to space. They wanted to call them Axtronauts. And again, this is all. I know. That sounds like That's one of our of, dumb yeah, titles. I know. Adstronauts. Oh, is that what we should call them? No, no. Ad space is a thousand Adspace times is better. Perfect. This is um, from space.com, but it looks like they pretty much just printed the press release here. And this is from back in the day. This is uh, from 2013, January of 2013. The men's personal care product company, Axe, has teamed up with moonwalker Buzz Aldrin. He just, like, they paid him to put some quotes from him into these press releases when he was like, I'm glad the young people can go to space now, too. 
spot on Buzz Aldrin that I just did, by the way. A lot of people not familiar with his voice. Sounds exactly like the voice I just did. Another 30 Rock alum. <laughs> yes. The winning space travelers will launch aboard a suborbital suborbital Lynx space plane built by the U.S. company X-Core Aerospace and operated by the tourism firm Space Expedition Coraco. Curacao. Curacao. Like the liqueur. Huh. So anyway, clearly they teamed up with one of these uh, space tourism companies to to choose 23 people or 22 people originally and send them into space. But they end up choosing 23. I'm trying to follow up. Like, why did we not hear about these guys going into Because it never sub- happened. Exactly. Because they all died at the fire festival. About a year and a half later, in August of 2015, I found um, this headline from brandchannel.com. Whatever happened to the Axe Space Academy? <laughs> <laughs> and astronaut flights. God um, bless you. What? Who's the author of this? Uh, let's see here. This is from uh, Dale Buss. And he says, uh, following its 2013 Super Bowl promotion, uh, Axe uh, conducted a space academy preparing dozens of men and women as astronaut candidates to board its own space flight into the great beyond later this year. But from all recent signs, it isn't going to happen anytime soon, presumably in part due to recent accidents involving tests, crafts by uh, Pioneer SpaceX and Virgin Galactic. So this is the newest thing I can find. But like this is this gets to it like. We do so many things in commercial radio and in talk radio where it's kind of like, oh, we can just use this as a peg so we can talk about it for a while. And nobody ever follows up. We yeah. just get all these companies can just, just like bullshit and say, we're going to choose. And then I'm sure these people never But there's, went. A, there's a pretty big delta between you're going to win a trip to Disney World and not delivering on it and we're going to send you into space. But we're not going to talk on the radio or write a right. fluff piece about some company sending people to Disney World. That's true. Um but this is like, we're going to send people to space. And then everybody writes about it. You can find tons of articles about sure. when it's new. And it never happened. Of yeah. course it didn't happen. No, of course not. They sent them to space camp, basically. Private space camp. Which is better than public space camp. I'll give you that. Because, I mean, <laughs> the kids in public space camp are just like rough. You they know? are, They're yeah. Lock- They're really at risk. Those, those public space campers. Uh, Sarah included this commercial, which I believe we've talked about before. It is a uh, it's a fake commercial for uh, a brand of beans, a fake brand of beans called Hanes Baked Beans. Do you remember this one? We see uh, a couple of astronauts on the moon, and then suddenly a monster comes out of the moon and starts. I do remember this, them. but what's it really for? Here, I'll play it for you. They're planting the American flag, and this monster comes out of the crater. He kills one astronaut, kills another one. The third one is about to get away and goes and hides behind a space rock. And now we just see the the final astronaut out of breath, hiding behind a space rock. The monster can't see him. And then the astronaut farts and the monster discovers him. And then we see... Haynes Baked Beans, not for astronauts. And I remember that we um, we saw this, and I think we put it in a show sheet thinking it was real, but I was like, yeah. there's no way yeah, that a right. bean company is advertising its 
fartiness. There's just no way in right. the world. Um, and I'm pretty sure that this was uh, actually an ad, or not an ad, but like a promotion for an independent special effects studio that made this thing yeah, so it would go viral. I think you're right. Or like a, yeah, like some kind of production studio. And it's called Cinecite. Mm-hmm. Cinecite is the, which is a, 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 you know, a fantastic idea. The thing is, though, I think more people have bought a fake brand of beans than have probably hired their <laughs> services. Like People are like storming the, yeah. the Safeways. I want those Hanes beans I that want, give you the farts. I want <laughs> I want the magical fruit. <laughs> um, here's a Bridgestone uh, one, Bridgestone tires that I I don't. Oh God, this rings a bell. I don't know if we've Heinz, talked about Heinz it. baked beans. Should buy that commercial and then just tweak the ending so that it's like this is our competitors beans. Seems like a long and then road we're to and then we're not the farty beans. We're not the farty, but beans. then they will be so. You know, false advertising. Heinz, we're not the farty beans. Yeah, yeah. You know that you, you could make an you argument. Polish that one up, I guess. You could make the argument that their time and money could be used better elsewhere. Oh, they're rolling in it. You know how you know how rich <laughs> Teresa Heinz Carey is. Um, okay, so here's a Bridgestone commercial. You, we see a couple of astronauts in a lunar rover, and they are having the time of their life as they're rolling around the surface of the moon and at one point they hop out of the the uh the rover and they're just like picking up rocks and having a great time So they've parked their rover now, and they're uh, picking up rocks. They're throwing in a bag. They're just really having a good time, as I said before. And then they come back <laughs> to their uh, rover, and it's, it's tires. <laughs> its tires have been stolen, and it's up on blocks. The drivers want to get the most out of their cars. It's Bridgestone or nothing. It's pretty cool. At the very end, you see a close-up of one of their helmets, which is purely reflective, and you see some sort of a spacecraft yeah. zipping off in the background like aliens love these tires so much they stole them. I enjoyed that commercial. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my favorite songs to dance to at a wedding or something. But I question the story as it relates to the pitch because what happened to them is they got jacked. They looked away, and then their car, like their tires got stolen. Their like car got totally stripped of like anything that wasn't nailed down. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how that's an advertisement for the quality of a tire. I thought that the only thing that was missing was the tires. It looks like the doors are torn off, uh, but even if it's just the tires, like what Bridgestone tires are unstealable? No, I think that Bridgestone tires are so sought after that they were stolen by space aliens. So that's a that's a positive use case or a positive outcome. I thought so. That's I thought a, it was kind of like even even you know uh, like, advanced civilizations crave these. I guess tires. so. I feel like it's don't drive this don't drive our tires into a rough neighborhood. I guess on the moon. On the moon or anywhere. But it like don't you, it like takes place on the moon. No, I get it, but I'm just saying it seems like a weird um, sort of like scenario to highlight the greatness of the tire when they are left high and dry at the end do you think there's a chance this is a fake commercial 
I mean, Bridgestone's a real brand. Yeah, and also, actually, this looks like it was a Super Bowl commercial, as a matter of fact, yeah. way back in around 2009. No, I, I'm willing to believe that it's a real commercial. I just question the the logic of the pitch. Yeah, I mean, it is... I mean, I, I think, you know what, now that I realize that's a um, Super Bowl commercial, I think that's what happens with Super yes, Bowl commercials. So People much. get so excited. They want to make it so big right. that they lose the message for all of the flair and attention. Everybody's just trying to be too goddamn clever during the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's true. They're they're going for a big joke or a big spectacle or a big name. Um, and I do think that it's they're they're going for the I mean, the thing with that is like so much of it's about the coverage that you get yeah. for having a a noteworthy Super Bowl ad and you just hope that your product makes it as you know into the coverage versus it actually being like a really strong campaign. It's funny, you know, the Super Bowl's coming up, you and I will do at least one Super Bowl preview, one Super Bowl look back. We have to do it. It's like you say, it's our Super Bowl. <laughs> but it's like one of our least favorite things to cover because, well, because it's just like it's not true advertising. It's this weird thing that exists on its own and has just more to do with showing off than actually selling a product it seems like i agree and you know one thing that always kind of takes the fun out of our super bowl coverage for me is that everyone's doing it the rest every other you know 51 Mm -hmm. weeks out of the year we're doing stuff that no one else is talking about or at Mm -hmm. least not in depth i mean you know you can always find a reddit a subreddit to like make fun of the chevy guy or whatever but in general like we're doing something that's kind of our own thing Mm -hmm. and there is a sense that i have when we talk about the super bowl ads that's like Oh, God, what what can we say that, like, hasn't been yeah. said to death? Yeah, no, it's true. I think I want to play one more for you. Yeah, this is another kind of fun one. This is for a jockey underwear. Jockey has supported legends like General Patton, Babe Ruth, and Buzz Aldrin, who went to the moon. But imagine if Buzz had worn today's jockey underwear. He would have planted the flag on all the planets. Now we get into a montage of Buzz Aldrin, supposedly, you know, just an astronaut all geared up, uh, hitting a whole bunch of different planets, like spiking the flag into the into the ground. Yeah, there's an active volcano on whatever planet this is supposed to be. A fascinating active volcano with uh, yellowish lava coming out of it. Mankind. Giving America. Oh, yeah, at one point, at one point, he says to an alien, "You're not mankind," and punches him in the face. I feel like that is what would happen if we got yeah, if we met alien life, right? Forms. You can hear him say it. Almost sounds like he says, "God damn it!" In one, he's trying to jam the flag into a frozen planet, and the pole won't go in. He couldn't say, "God damn it!" But let's take a listen. Yeah. I think it's Dag giving America dips on the entire Milky Way. That's because Jockey is quality crafted. I kind of like that one. I kind of like it, but I'm sort of shocked that they're able to use. Although I guess if Buzz Aldrin was like, sure, Axe, I'll take your money. Why not take Jockey's money? Oh, yeah. I think. And yeah, like should have to to use his actual name. Um, I think it's for sale. I think it's for sale. And because the the, obviously the, the logical person to tell that story about is Neil Armstrong. Yes. Who I think is too good for that. Right. And also dead and also ted okay i thought he was dead right am i am i right oh it was neil armstrong oh i thought you said and also ted and i was like (laughs) i don't know who the third guy was no 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 i'm sorry sure why not i was laughing because i always do this i always claim people are dead on my various podcasts he died in 2012 (laughs) 
Now I'm laughing at two things. I'm also laughing at the idea that Ted never gets any love. I will say something that is maybe slightly controversial. The Buzz Aldrin appearance on 30 Rock is one of my least favorite TV moments ever. I yeah, mean, obviously there are worse TV moments, but there are few worse TV moments in a show that I love sure. so much. No, it's pretty weak. He just can't. I mean, he can't act. And to give him lines is just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. They, when when Buzz Aldrin yells at the moon, oh, I mean. So painful. It really is like. It's the living embodiment of, I mean, it's literally old man yells at cloud. Yeah. But it's not funny. It's not funny. I have a theory. Um, maybe it's a conspiracy theory, not unlike the moon landing theory. But Okay, I'm listening. I think that 30 Rock did the live episodes of their show just so that people would forget about the buzz. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's true. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Hey, Veeves. Hey, Andrew. Um, I did not put this on today's show sheet, but I just got a tweet like a couple of hours ago from listener Ashley, who uh, tagged us in this, uh, and it's a new Gillette. Uh, it's an ad. It clearly isn't running on TV because it's a weird length. It's a, it's a minute forty nine. And, um, you know, Gillette razors, the best a man can get. They've had that forever. Yeah. But um, they're clearly kind of using, I guess, the modern climate to uh, to kind of look at, I don't know, the state of men or how we look at what manliness means. Not unlike um, what we were just talking about before, which reminded me of it, how Axe decided that they wanted to be a more responsible company, a more woke company, for lack of a better word. So take a look. You haven't seen this, have you? No. Take a look at this with me and, and let me know what you think of it. Because I always have mixed emotions about these. I think the message here is really good. In fact, there's a moment in this where I almost got choked up when I watched it a, a little bit ago. Um, but there's always part of me that's just kind of like... You're co-opting to sell shit, you know, which is also the other side of that razor blade. Well, so. let me take, uh, if you will, let me take a look. Yeah, take a look. Bullying. The Me Too the movement against sexual harassment. Masculinity. We are seeing a bunch of close-ups of uh, men's faces, by the way. And they're kind of looking, I think they're looking at themselves in the mirror and they look troubled. Mm-hmm. Masculinity. Is this the best a man can get? Now, we see a bunch of kids, like maybe teenagers, uh, all running through the streets together. I think now I realize as I pause it, maybe they're chasing this one kid, like My impression bullying him. is for a second is that the kid who's running out in front is younger and smaller and that mm-hmm. the kids behind him are chasing him. So basically, this uh, commercial is looking at what manhood means from bullying to the Me Too movement and all of this. We can't hide from it. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. Now we're seeing clips of, we, we see like three kids, probably about now 12 years old, watching TV, and we see a bunch of kind of cliches. We see some music video with like a hot, hottie girl, and she's being ogled by a bunch of guys. One thing interesting about this is they don't use any, for obvious reasons, real scenes like right. we're also about to see here some uh fake sitcom where the dad is kind of 
I don't think it's a dad. It's a customer uh, like groping a waitress who happens to also be a woman of color. Oh, I think you're wrong. I think this is a living room and this is a maid and he's. Oh, either way, she's an employee. Right, right, right. But I I don't think it's a waitress. I think I think this is like a a joke. Like, you know, I think that this is like a. Maybe she's like the modern Alice in a Brady Bunch kind of sitcom. Who's the daddy? (laughs) What I actually think she's trying to say. In that scene, we see a uh, a bunch of people in a boardroom. There's one woman in there and uh, the, uh, the boss or whoever is kind of trying to mansplain her point for her. What I actually think she's trying to say. Making the same old excuses. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. But something finally changed. Allegations regarding sexual assault and sexual harassment. But she says And there will be no going back. Because we, we believe in the best in men. Men need to hold other men accountable. Now that's a real piece of tape of Terry Crews uh, testifying, I believe, before Congress, right? Yeah, this is yeah, on C-SPAN. about the um, assault he endured and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Other men accountable. Smile, sweetie. Come on. To say the right thing. To act the right um, way. Not cool. Not cool. Now we're starting to see men get in the way of other men who are going to start um, hitting on women walking down the street or or harassing them at parties. Some already are. In ways big and small. I am strong. But some is not enough. It's not how we treat each other, okay? Because the boys watching today will be the men of tomorrow. And then it says at the end, uh, the best a man can get. Um, I I like that, and it, it you know it honestly it choked of, me up a little bit too. Yeah, at the very I feel a little end. manipulated. Yeah, but um, I can't be mad at this because we ask. We get we are angry when corporations behave badly, so I think it's only fair that we applaud them when they uh, honor the values that we support. And if they do it to uh, put their their product in a better position, well, you know, that's called capitalism. Like I don't think you know of all the sins of capitalism, I don't think this is the the one I want to you know be bent out of shape about. Yeah, and also the message that they're addressing here directly, especially at the end, is exactly what I think about a lot. Like what I consider to be a pretty poisonous kind of culture that we've had for generations when it comes to men feeling entitled to certain things. um, Men feeling obligated to perform masculinity in certain ways. Exactly. And all of these things like these are and also then the subjugation of women like all these things like it does come from these messages that are not always explicit, but in the media that I grew up with. I yeah. mean, you know, I talk about this a lot. Like, you go back and you watch an 80s romantic teen movie, and it is 
abuse. And yeah. I don't think that I'm being too sensitive about it. What is the mo- license to drive has a they drugged literally... up girl in the trunk yeah. for the most of it. Like yes. that is like she. Oh, and, and when she's not in the trunk, she's uh, passed out in the back seat. And being one of the Corys is taking photos up her skirt. Like yeah. and it's all shenanigans and boys will be boys. And like like I grew up thinking panty raids were a thing. Yeah. And then I grew up and I was disappointed. No, uh, like, <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't even joke about it, but it's just like I, you shouldn't grow up just thinking that like, oh, yeah, panty. You go to college in panty raids. Now, I don't think that that people who were growing up in the 90s and 2000s had the same attitude. So it is. And slow, it probably was like, never the really the reality. Right. But, but the fact that we all accepted it as like the uh, the ex- the version that is taken to excess uh, or that it's that it should be played for laughs does inform the culture maybe even if there aren't real panty raids there are real uh street harassers because yes, exactly because, because pretend panty raids are funny right yes and it, and it is just part of this this it, it plays into this idea that women's body like you hope that a woman gets too drunk like yeah. that was just an attitude yeah. that the movies i or let's let's go a little bit deeper and maybe a little bit more subtle but um even the most hopeless romantic guys who the only way they finally convince the girl to date them is through persistence. Yeah. Well, what's the line between persistence and harassment? Because then you see people stalking in today's uh, day and age. Remember, I said this is an extreme example, but like there was some really kind of disturbing note that was stapled up to a, a telephone pole in our old neighborhood that was kind of like, I am trying to track you down. Meet me at this yes. thing. And it was clearly by somebody who was suffering from their own mental things. But like these ideas are put in people's heads that like that this is a grand gesture. I just agree. The grand gestures. Yeah. Exactly. That's the exact word. And I so. think we are all. I say we are all, I'm sure there are vast swaths of people who are not coming to these realizations, but it's more and more acceptable to talk about um, how even the the sweet, nerdy guy, the nice guy, uh, mm-hmm. is, a nice to- guy. is a toxic right. uh, example. Right. You like the nice guys, right? I love r slash nice guys. <laughs> Check it out. It's a good thread. Genevieve's been a spending subreddit. a lot of time in the poisonous subreddits. That like one's not poisonous. Sort of... That one is that one is right thinking. Those that's woke people making fun of them. Oh, nice it is. Guys. Yeah. Oh, our nice guy. Oh, I thought that was one. Of, I thought it was a bunch of terrible guys no, complaining no. about. I the also fact go that, to uh, the terrible guy oh. uh, subreddits, but nice guys <laughs> is people who get it. Okay. Um, hey, here's uh, what I referenced at the top of the show. This is from Tracy. She says this is a random but somewhat relevant thing that still makes me laugh so i thought i'd share there is a play that circulates around in the chicago area in december called q brothers christmas it's a slightly outdated hip-hop version of a christmas carol it is both stupid and delightful uh this year one of the cues broke his leg and was unable to perform he was replaced with john hugenacher aka the king from the dilly dilly bud light commercials for what it's worth he was a pretty good hip hop Scrooge. <laughs> Love the show. Come to Chicago. That is a contradiction in terms, but okay. <laughs> so I was looking this up. Uh, 
John Hugenacher. I, I was reading this in the Charlotte Observer uh, in North Carolina. That's where he grew up, a.k.a. the Dilly Dilly King, left Charlotte after graduating in 1995 and moved. To, oh, he's exactly my age uh, and moved to Chicago, where he uh, found steady work in films, TV and commercials. I also found this link. I was just doing a little bit of Googling on the cues. And this is uh, an interview with the whole like the four men uh, in this show from something called the Jam TV show, Fresh Morning TV, Chicago style. A Christmas Carol is one of the most timeless holiday stories. Now the tale is getting a hip hop twist. And we got the Q Brothers Collective here to tell us about Q Brothers Christmas Carol. Check out the fellas right here. We got JQ, we got KP, we got Postel Pringle, and John Hogan Knacker. These are my guys right here. We're having some fun this morning. So, JQ, tell us about the Q Brothers and what type of performances we can expect from By the way, I haven't previewed this. Uh, I was just finding this right as you walked in the door, so we can probably stop it at any time. I just I'm really to... enjoying it. Okay, good. Uh, you guys and your production. And by yeah, which I mean, I mean we... I'm embarrassed for everyone involved. <laughs> Take uh, classics, basically classics literature and pl and theater, and we give them an update, give them a remix, if you will. So um, what we're doing is we have minimal it's casts. It's literally like rap the musical. It is so, looks so changes, bad. Dancing, the whole thing's over beats and in rhyme the entire time. You guys have also had your take on Shakespeare before. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really cool stuff right there. So, Pastel, tell me, you're bringing the Holiday Classic to the Chicago Shakespeare Theater. What can we expect here? Uh, you can expect nothing but fun. Uh, you're going to start off in your seats dancing, and then pretty soon you're going to be on your feet dancing. You know what I mean? So, so. Well, yeah, no doubt. But yeah. when you see Shakespeare... I'm willing to take this to the end, by the way. This is a... We have about three more minutes left. I really want to hear more. I want to hear if Hoganocker talks. You can see him in the background there, and he's recognizably the Dilly Dilly King. He's got his beard and everything. And I want to hear more from the show. We've seen some B-roll in the background, but I want it in the clear... If this is what? just, I can't, I know that I, you and I are are uniquely ill-equipped to find anything to take this at all in the spirit in which it's intended. You, me, and our chief marketing officer, Taylor, are the only three people I know in the world who will gladly just say, I will never watch Hamilton. Yeah. That looks like the worst shit I've ever seen It looks like the worst thing I've life. ever seen. And that's just because we like different things. Yes. If like you getting like, high behind the junior high school. If you like Hamilton, that is not a reflection on your character. But I will tell you that it is not for me. You know, I was an English major, so Brit lit, American lit, English lit, I covered it all. How did Brit you lit and English, English lit. lit. I didn't do good in class. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was there. How did you realize that this was something that hip-hop's involved in this? We can spin it that way. Did it, like, a light go off? What happened? Well, I mean, it wasn't really so much a light. It was, we were guys who were just actually rapping in the street, ciphering. Actually, both of us were underground artists for a long time. Cool. And honestly, it was... Okay, I'm going to pause it here because I'm skipping ahead in the video, and it looks like we're not going to be able to hear anything from the stage, but we will be able to see a performance in the studio here. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. I know this isn't interesting for anyone but me, but I don't care. For next year's Christmas show, this is the song that we're using to get into the commercials. Used to play it at the door, used to play it all across the land. Nobody went solo, no hollers and YOLOs, nobody was acting crazy. All you needed was a plan with a mic in your hand. 
Stand in the band with a death DJ. C-H-R-I-S-T-M-E. Where's the Here's king? The bummer. Where's King yeah. Dilly Dilly? There are only four guys out there, and right now the only one who is not performing is King Dilly Dilly, which gives me hope that he's about to make a grand entrance. Please. P to the A to the S to the T. I'm the ghost of the piggity pants. So relax your mind. We about to rewind and take a look at look at look at look. Everyone. We about to have some fun, so help me with the higgity hook. Hey, go clap your hands, everybody. Hey, help me turn back the clock. We're going to hippity hop. Genevieve has stopped laughing, and she now just kind of looks mortified like her head is going to explode. Oh, my God, this is amazing. I can't wait to post this on the go- on Facebook page. Pass, and we move fast. Gotta get to the way. Wake him up, wake him up, wake him up. Here he comes. Who are you? The ghost of Christmas just feel the sound. Don't be stickity stank and bring me diggity down. What do you want? I want you to see. See what? Jump on it. You coming with me. I diggity deep cut to hit you when you're good. Oh, Open please the door rap, King Dilly. I know, I'm not he... going anywhere. Yes, you are. So far, he's just sort of acting. He's and Scrooge. the other guy's just, I know, the other guy's the only doing all the rapping. He's kind of the straight man. Scratch it up, scratch it up, scratch it up. When I say Merry, y'all say Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. When I Say ho ho, y'all say ho 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 ho. Come down the Navy Pier. We- okay, let me ask you this: What do you like more? What are you more sold on? Okay, the Q Brothers or the Jam? The morning show Chicago. I mean, morning style. show Chicago style. Um, you know, needs more onions and peppers, obviously. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's a, it's your standard issue. You know, local news morning show. I can't take it. I can't. You know. I, I, I can't hold it to a higher standard than any of its brethren. Um, that rap the musical was awfulsome, Do you... which is a word I reserve for only <laughs> the truly most so bad it comes back around to being awesome things. Now, Tracy, I don't know how you feel about this whole conversation, and it seems like you appreciate this whole thing for what it's worth because you said that it's both uh, stupid and delightful. Uh, I hope that we're not harshing your buzz too much. No, I no. If you're super enjo- appreciative that you sent this in because otherwise I wouldn't have Let tears me be going clear. my face right now. I do not think it is good, but my enjoyment is sincere. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, one last note here uh, from listener Tyler. Now, a little setup. Um, I gave you an audio branding quiz last week, which was so much fun, by the way. And, that was uh, really good. It, <laughs> and during that, I, as a joke, played this thing that I found online that was called the remastered version of the 21st Century Fox theme. Let's take a listen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now um that uh prompted tyler to write in and say this is what plays in my head every time i hear the 20th century fox theme song let's take a listen to this That is fantastic. And I'm almost wondering, because then I started going down this rabbit hole, as we say, uh, there's a whole bunch of different remixes of this. And I I wonder what started. I almost wonder if the flute one 
that particular flute one only I think had about a recorder 900. Or something. Yeah, like a flutophone. Um, was that on TBTL when we got into the whole discussion of between a flutophone? Yeah, and but a I was there for it. Yeah, um, but uh, I almost wonder if the flutophone version came first, and then the Kaka cause probably were maybe a, an imitation. But all right, uh, that's all I got for you. you. Got anything for me, or should we just get out of here? No, that was awesome. Thank you for planning the show. Yeah, let's get out of here. You can sell anything. All right, I did the rest. You do the close. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, get at us at our Facebook group, which is After These Messages Show on Facebook. Uh, we are the group. Uh, I love seeing people there. It's been really fun to uh, see what people are are posting. It's really it's, it is a really vibrant community. Um, it is one of the few remaining virtues of Facebook. So if you are on Facebook, please get there because uh, it's surely the best thing that you will do on Facebook all day. Uh, you can email us at after these messages show at Gmail and you can call us at 607-444-5597. That's 607-444-5597. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Call me the vet. Cool, cool, AD. Nothing new to the kid. What can you do to the kid? Totally stupid and sick. No scruples. Cool man. Ice cream. Scooping it. You can sell.